This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Yeah, right back at it. BXB Bronx Baseball. Keith McPherson and Chris McMonigle joining you on Friday, June 30th to talk about the series that was um, the Oakland Coliseum, the uh, handful of fans, and uh, there was a perfect game. And the Yankees' bats came alive. And I saw the guys that. Guys got right. And uh, <laughs> I'm content with the Yankees winning three series in a row without Aaron Judge. Yeah. Chris, welcome in. How you feeling? Good. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling really good. I don't care. It's Oakland. I don't care. Uh, I, listen, we went from after that first loss, uh, anyone who was associated with the Yankees was embarrassed. I'm embarrassed to be a Yankee fan. They can't <laughs> lose to Oakland. How embarrassing. And as ugly as the offense was that night, I mean, the next two games, yeah, it's Oakland, but the offense picked up. We pretty much saw everything you'd want to see. I mean, you got the great starts, obviously. All three games were pitched well, again, Oakland. But you have the perfect game in the mix, which is obviously unique and special on its own. But the offense and most of the guys you want to see come alive, or at least I want to see come alive. I think the, the Donaldson stuff really bothers me. Maybe we'll get into that later. But you want to see Donaldson start to hit. You want to see Stanton start to hit. Volpe looks like a different player. I mean, he was hitting, even on his outs, he was hitting the ball hard. He's dangerous on the base paths. You really got an idea of what Volpe can be if he turns his game around. So I thought, despite not sweeping, which is, I know everybody expects them to sweep a bad team like this. They I took, didn't. They took, <laughs> like, exactly. They're not going to sweep. They don't play right. well out there. No. And, but, you know, so they, besides that, I thought all the games were great. Uh, they pitched well in all of them and they hit well in the two out of three. And the guys you were really looking to step up uh, really did. So for me, I feel great. This is, that was a good weekend moving on to another bad team. Now a uh, good weekend, good se- week, uh, series heading into hopefully what will be a good weekend against St. Louis, keep up the winning against a bad team. But right now I think, uh, besides the, the judge injury and maybe I guess, Vol- um, Rizzo is day to day with getting banged up on a hit by pitch. Other than that, I feel pretty good about where the Yankees are right now. That was a good three days in Oakland. I feel like the Yankee fan has to feel content, better than content. Got to yeah. feel pretty good about that. There's just so many things you were looking to see in what I call the get-right series. This whole road trip is a get-right road trip. You're playing yeah. to the worst teams in baseball. If you can't get right against them, then you just ain't going to get right. And they did. Uh, you know, the pitching, right? You line up Johnny Brito, mm-hmm. Domingo Herman, and Clark Schmidt. Those are three guys that weren't even in the rotation when we were, yeah. you know, going in opening day thinking that Frankie Montas would be available, right? And uh, all three of them pitched well. Obviously, Domingo immortalized himself. Amazing. Perfect, which Amazing. <laughs> never and was, happens. I mean, I, I, everyone's talked about it. I don't know how much time you want to spend on it. But, I mean, he was in control. Uh, besides the one Rizzo diving play, I mean, that, and that wasn't even that tough a play. It was a nice play, but it wasn't a spectacular play. Uh, it was an easy, 
easy. I thought the the key for me was when they have that big inning and they score all those wrong uh, runs, and it was like a thirty five minute inning. And Herman's like warming up on the bullpen, and it's this long break, and he comes back out there and immediately has a quick one two three. And I said, now he's got a chance. It reminded me a little bit of David Cohn's rain delay during his perfect game. Like it wasn't quite as big a delay, but it was a long inning. It took a long time. He comes back out there, and he was just spotting that curveball, hitting his spots. And it was really uh, uh, an amazing performance and just an amazing night. I, and I, I don't know about you. I never thought he was going to do it. Like, I just, I don't know why. I just wasn't expecting it. It's an impossible thing to do. We haven't seen it in 10 years of Major League Baseball. It was just hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that Herman was going to do it, but he made it easy. And it was it was late night, and we're, I'm one of the few, I think, I, I'm sure you are too, but who are up to see it live. A lot of people probably missed it out in Oakland, but what a night. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, I would say it was the fifth inning for me. Yeah. I was tired the night before, and that's why you got to love baseball, the highs and lows, right? You go from the low any losing 2-1 yeah. on Tuesday to, like you said, everyone's embarrassed to be a oh, Yankees fan. This offense is putrid, yeah. pitiful, terrible. Yeah. These guys can't get more than Trade one everybody. run. A meaningless Josh Donaldson homer, which I hope that's the last time Josh Donaldson yeah. homers in a Yankee loss because he yeah. just broke that streak. But mm-hmm. uh, it was that fifth inning, Chris. It was J.P. Sears, former Yankee. What a pal, giving it up. And uh, honestly, I, I've told this story on WFAN, and I kind of tweeted and posted it. I was about I, I watch all my games in the living room, especially mm-hmm. you know with a, a young baby or a little little baby, and my wife taking care of the baby. Like when I come in the house. I got to be quiet or everybody's mad at me. Like I, I, you know, I got to be, uh, I got to tiptoe around my own apartment. But when 11 o'clock came, you know, JP Sears gave it up around 10 50 and I'm like, Oh, I can get in bed. And right. so what I was going to do was get in bed and, and put my headphones in and watch the game on my phone. You know, God forbid I turn the TV on in the room. Uh, that will cause a problem. The light comes on in the room right. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my son's on the other wall where he can hear the TV in there. Like, I've made that mistake, not doing yeah. that again. But uh, what happened, my son, he he regressed this week with his sleeping. He used to sleep or he was sleeping five yeah. hours from like 730 to 1230. But something was up. He woke up at like 830. He woke up again right at 11. So that just in itself changed my routine where I had to go in there and feed him. And uh, I'm listening to John and Susan. And after J.P. Sears gives it up, I'm like, game's over, right? Like, I can go get in the bed. I don't have to, you know, if I fall asleep watching the game in the bed, whatever. But I'm listening to John and, and – not John and Susan. Justin, Justin yeah. and Susan. Excuse me. Um, no disrespect. Yeah. Uh, intended. Like, great job, Justin. Um, nice series. You got, you got, you got a little – Domingo Armand's a nice one, inning, Yeah. Him getting through the fifth and where his pitch count was, that's where it clicked where I was like, okay, wait, wait a second. Like – I, don't, I still didn't think he was going to do it then, but that's when yeah. I knew like I had to watch and I had to go back to the couch to where I was watching yeah. the game from the start. And it was magical, man. And for the Yankee fan, you get a perfect game on a night like that from a guy that had two terrible starts. No one saw that's it coming, no but one. it just it's just one of those laughable things. The first thing I said was <laughs> the New York Yankees, man, like yeah. being a Yankee fan. And on the day that Steve Cohen comes out to talk about his exactly right. team, the worst team that money can buy, they don't respond. They lose, and uh, the Yankees make history. Yep. And there's just so many things. The first Dominican player, um, nine innings, 99 pitches, nine strikeouts, without 99 playing. 
Mm-hmm. The Yankees put up 11 runs, 11 hits. Uh, it breaks the tie with the White Sox, the fourth one in history. The mm-hmm. Yankees stand alone with four perfect games. And every time the Yankees have a perfect game, what yeah. do they do, Chris? What do they go on to do after that? It happened to win a World Series championship, yes. That would be nice. That would be nice. I'm not sure we're there yet nah. after, two, after a two-game – Tiki uh, went there the next day, and I'm like, Tiki too. Well, that's what – I mean, the, the overreaction. We got – we – you know, it's what we do. I get it. But we go nuts on day-to-day basis on, you know, one game there. Like, perfect example. It went from embarrassed to be a Yankee fan because they got they gave, they gave scored one run against Oakland, this, the worst pitching staff in baseball, the ERA. You heard all the stats, how pathetic it was. And then the next two nights, they score a ton of runs, throw a perfect, uh, throw a, a perfect game in there, and suddenly it's, we're ready to take on the world, and they can beat anyone. Who in the American League, really? They just beat Texas. You know, the Astros are having a down year. Who, who really is that much better? That's where we are. We went from embarrassed to being, you know, associated with them to really, if you really think about it, who's better? Like, that, that's where we are. I mean, we do it all the time. And, you know, you mentioned – I want to get into this for a second. I know we're getting off the – the, uh, the perfect game thing, but the Donaldson thing bothers me a little bit. And we actually talked on the Carter Roberts show about the voice of the Yankees. It was a, it was a joke, really. We were just messing around, but I saw you tweet on it too. And I said out loud, like, I don't think I have the pulse of the Yankee fan right now. I don't. Cause I disagree with them on a lot of things. And the reaction to the, the Donaldson stuff is one of the things that bothers me. Like, I, I don't understand it. Like, he hits a home run in that first game. They lose. He goes on to hit more home runs. He had a good series or whatever. But the initial reaction to Donald sitting here in the home runs is, oh, he just bought himself three weeks. Three more weeks of looking at this bum because he's hit a home run. <laughs> or, you know, oh, now they'll never cut him. Or that was meaningless. Or who cares? Like, good. The, the, the best home run hitter in the league is out of the lineup. Good. Right. I want this guy in home I mean, can't. Even if we like, I'm not saying Donaldson's going to turn this into a hot streak and carry carry the team or have a great season. I don't know, but I'm rooting for that. Like that's what I want to see happen. My initial reaction is, "Oh, geez, with more of this bum." Like maybe he gets hot. Maybe he hit one 472 feet yesterday. That was a a home run that brought them from losing to winning. That's a massive home run because if they lose that third game, then the perfect game gets tainted because no one cares. They lost two out of three to Oakland. It's an embarrassing series. It's a momentum changing home run. And I'm rooting for the guy. And that's what I, because I really get the sense. Many Yankee fans have already made up their minds. He's washed. He's terrible. And they may be right. But damn it. Can we stop acting like we're Met fans like you just referenced or Cleveland Brown fans or everything's going to go wrong. Everything sucks. This guy stinks. He'll never come out of it. Like instead of just saying, wow, look at Josh, two home runs, a double down the line. He struck out a couple times too many in this series, but he got a couple of big hits. He's hit a home run 472 feet. Maybe he's coming out of it. Man, wouldn't that be great? Instead of, oh, geez, this guarantees me more looking at this bum. Like it just, I don't get it. I don't yeah. get the thought process of how we are so – we just had a perfect game. I know Sal went nuts. You just mentioned it. The Mets have their owners speak out on the worst series season they've had in forever, if you include expectations, and they follow it up by losing two miserable games to Milwaukee. I mean, we, we just had a perfect game. The Yankee fans act like we're some snake-bitten franchise because they haven't won a World Series since 09. I get it. Not good enough. Unacceptable. Fine. Head should roll. Okay. They haven't. Accountability is an issue in the organization. Fine. They're not the Cleveland Browns. They're not the Kansas City Royals. Like, can we stop acting like everything is miserable? 
And the reaction to Donaldson home runs, and I know it's probably a, a vocal minority who takes to Twitter, but like I get the impression that we hate when Donaldson hits home runs, and it drives me nuts. It's one of these things that I just can't wrap my mind around because I'm rooting for the guy to have a great year. I'm rooting for the guy to turn around this bad start and actually hit some home runs. He's got eight home runs already in like in like 80, 75 at bats. Like maybe he has a good, you know, let's see if he can do it instead of just like getting mad about it. Like it's just, I know I went off on a tangent there, but it just, no, but it, it drives that me was nuts. Great. And I'm right there with you and I'm going to add to it. Yeah. So when Donaldson homered in the first game, I tweeted out, now the Yankees have to win this game. Right. We have to break this streak. We can't go 0-6. When this guy homers, the Yankees have to win this game. And, of course, what happens? They don't win the game. Right. So then that adds to the group think. And that's what, I, that's what I look at a lot of Yankees as. There's a lot of group think on Twitter. These people do not, like, watch other baseball teams or other nope. baseball games, and they just follow the trend. The trend yep. is, oh, who's the whipping boy? Hicks, Gallo, IKF. Mm-hmm. Oh, now it's Donaldson? Well, I'm just going to pile on this guy right. and uh, hate on the franchise and Cashman for bringing him here. It's like, I'm trying to win. I'm trying to win games without Aaron Judge. And if this guy is hitting home runs and putting up RBI and and like help, like if even when he had the sack fly, I was like productive out. Like I am, I am not rooting against Josh Donaldson to the point where I'm blinded by the fact that he's helping the team. He sat for two games and he came back in the place where he started his career and he had an impressive series. I applaud that. I don't hate the man to the point where like, I don't want to see him succeed because he's succeeding in our uniform. He's 100%. helping us. I don't get that. And that's why I put out the tweet. And a lot, really, I put out the tweet because I think I heard Evan throwing Sean Morash's name into yeah. all of a sudden. All of a sudden now, Sean <laughs> Morash is joining uh, Tiki and Evan. Funny how that works. And, and Sean and now, Morash is the voice of Yankee fans. Yeah. Uh, everybody stop. And he's, hey, listen, he's a good Yankee fan. And, and there to your point, there can't po- be one. Because 100%. of all of these. And that's why I put out the tweet. I'm yeah, like, listen, 100%. There can't be one voice of Yankee fans on the radio because, one, there's too many dumb fans. Yeah. Like, our fan base is too big. There's too many different opinions, too mm-hmm. many idiots. You're not going to get on the radio being an idiot. And then. Like we hate the fan base, we hate the organization, the front office. It's just like there's too many fans for one person to be able to re- represent it. And yeah. I used to work with John Boy and sure. Joe McFly, two other famous Yankees oh, yeah. fans, and they would tell you the same thing. I can't represent all Yankee fans. Yeah. I think how I think, and I root for the Yankees to win. And in rooting for the Yankees to win, you should be rooting for yeah. Isaiah Kanafalefa and mm-hmm. Josh Donaldson to do well. Right. You shouldn't have so much hatred for Brian Cashman yep. that you want that trade to fail. I said yep. it the other night. It failed last year, but trades yeah. aren't one-year deals. No. If you look at the return now, IKF and Donaldson just in the last week have been instrumental in helping this yep. team win, and I, and I root for the Yankees. And ultimately, I want anyone that can help the Yankees right. while Aaron Judge is out to be doing so. I'm, I'm, I don't understand the Yankees' Twitter hate. And the, the group think and the piling on Josh Donaldson. I even had calls last night. Josh Donaldson should be DFA'd. Josh, yeah. I'm like, well, when Hicks got going, they DFA'd him. I don't think they're going to make that mistake twice. And also, Do- Josh Donaldson makes twice as much money as yeah. Aaron Hicks makes. And if he's getting hot right now, it is July. The weather's warmer. We need to ride this thing out. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. 
no one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So I, I'm, not, I'm not with those fans. I, I agree with you 100%. And, and listen, I think you could still say the trade was a bad trade and then root for Donaldson. That's where we get confused. Like you said, you want to... You want to reinforce how bad the trade was. You can't even enjoy the the brief moments of success from the guy. It was a bad trade. Nothing not, would not to cut that. you off, but the the thing about trades is people yeah. always want to grade the trade right away. Right, right. Gary Sanchez has been on three teams since the trade. Right, and uh, and Urshel is on a different team with a broken pelvis. Ur- I mean, it's Urshel is on his second team. He had to play first base for them, and yeah. now he's out for the season with a broken pelvis. Not saying yeah. that would happen here. Whatever. But like when you're looking at it, yeah. IKF has been a has turned into a, a great utility guy. Mm-hmm. He pitches for the Yankees. He's not just the shortstop. I think a lot of the hate came in because Cashman has whiffed on the shortstop position. Right. And when you pass on a Corey Seager, when you pass mm-hmm. on um all of these different guys that have come through, Carlos Correa is another one that fans wanted. Trevor Story, where has Trevor Story been? Um, when you do that, it the ire of the fans. Is directed at an IKF. IKF didn't ask for this, and I right. have no problem with IKF. I've been calling him IKOF, Isaiah kind of outfielder. Him yeah. playing the outfield, good. <laughs> good. He started us off yesterday, right? We're mm. sitting there watching the game like, hey, these guys got to get it going. Mm. Boom, solo shot. And yeah. what's the knock on him? Oh, he doesn't have enough power. But when you look at his batting average and his OPS, he deserves to play. Yeah. No, I agree. I, and But I'm beyond necessarily trying to justify things or it, it's just in the moment. We've made up our minds that Donaldson stinks and I can't root for him. Like, that's what bothers me because he's and he he's capable of more than what he's done. And if he hits a home run, if he's playing well, let's 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 see if we can take that for a ride. That's all. It, it, it's it's not even trying to justify a trade or anything like that. It's just a matter of like that we've deemed him done and staring at him makes us angry. And so, no, it doesn't matter. We've made up our minds and the guy hopefully can get out. I don't even know if he will. Maybe in three weeks I'll say, okay, you know, he had that brief series in Oakland, but not enough. We got to move on. I'll see. But in the moment, I'm going to try and, and root for the guy and see if he can come through with big hits. And, and this series he did. There's no doubt about it. He came through with arguably the biggest hit of the series in the home run that changed that game yesterday. So let's see how it goes. But the it's just we. It, I get it. It, though. it gets like, me so angry. Are, are frustrating. Because yes. he's like talking to the ump about the strike zone. It's like, bro, yeah. like you're staring at the ball. Like they're throwing strikes and you're not right. swinging. But when he gets a hold of them, they go out and he's helping the team. And I'll take that. I mean, in the game that, you know, in the perfect game, 
honestly, in the perfect game, he struck out three times. Yeah. And uh, you you spoke on Rizzo's play diving to his <clears> left. <throat> I gave Rizzo props for getting that one throw. Yeah. That Donaldson threw off the bag where Rizzo had to step across yeah, the switch bag. Yeah, switch his feet, just, yeah. Yeah. That was that was huge. Yeah. That's one. That's one. When you're watching Yankeeography or Yankee Classic in five, ten years, yeah. you're gonna go back to being like Rizzo saved Donaldson's ass. Yeah, because the fans already hate him. Oh, if that was imagine the, if he <laughs> no hit a perfect that's game. How the oh perfect my God. game was broken up. He mm. would never lived it down. He wouldn't. They would have left him in Oakland. They wouldn't have let him. Right, but let's just go to St. Louis. Right, but let's just see what Donaldson does. I'm not. I don't. I don't know if he's gonna go on a hot streak or not. But I'm rooting for it because it would help the team and they desperately need offense. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say, oh, they should DFM and bring up Peraza. I know they're not going to do that at the moment. And he just had a series where he had two home runs, drove in a bunch of runs and had arguably the biggest hit of the series. So let's see where it goes from here. But I'm I'm rooting for Josh Donaldson. Call me crazy. So let's talk chicken parm Volpe because yeah. I keep hearing. It's a, I guess this chicken parm dinner is everything. And like people act like, OK, you know, we we found out that little bit of information. But we don't know if Dylan Lawson and the Yankees like took that information and built on it. And he, if you listen to the post game and stuff, he's saying that he's changing his approach now because we have enough of a sample size mm-hmm. to see what major league pitchers are trying to do to him. Right. And this is a young man learning on the fly. But I've said this about him: he's excelled at every level. Give him time mm-hmm. to excel at this level. Give him time to adapt, mm-hmm. and he has. Right. I think I took a call last week about how come how come they're not making Volpe lay down a bunt? And then what did you get in this series? Yeah. He lays down a bunt. Give him Perfect. time. Maybe yeah. they're telling him swing away. He's the nine hitter. Uh, but this guy raised his average a lot and yeah. he showed me something in this series. And he's starting to come along. Our producer Ryan put in there in the yeah. last 14 games, uh, he's got a 349 batting average and a 970 five OPS. So the numbers are coming up. He's working on it. This kid is a competitor. He doesn't want to be the worst hitter on the team Mm -hmm. and he's not. And I was happy to see him have a good series to get right series against the triple A's. Let's see if he can build on it and do it again. Yeah. But listen, I I don't care what you could see watching him. He looked better. It it started with taking walks. Actually. I thought he started to take a little bit of walks about a week ago. Um, And then now it's really just every at bat. It looks different. He's, he's, uh, he, he was hitting line drives all over the place. You know what he can do when he's on the bases. I know he got his first uh, caught stealing in the loss, um, his first career caught and stealing. I don't know about that. He was I, safe. I never liked the idea that they could just lay their legs down and, and block the entire base, an infielder, but it is what it is. I, I think he was out because of that. I just hate the idea that they make it impossible to get to the base. I've never liked that, but it sounds like Major League Baseball is going to possibly change the that Yankees rule. Yankees challenged, and I think everybody thought he was safe. And I mean, it is what it is. It yeah, it is what really it is. But, I, but the point being, you know what he is on the base paths, um, and he needs to get, have him get on base. It's nice that he's on pace for 20 home runs as a rookie. That's nice, and I, I, I certainly don't want to diminish the his ability to hit for power which i'm hoping will even just expand and get even better but you want him on base right now that's that's where his skill set helps the yankees the most and what he's done here drawing walks hitting line drives putting the ball in play more less strikeouts uh he, he looks like a completely different hitter and yes it's against oakland but i think it's a huge step for him i said that's the donaldson box the volpe box all those check marks that you get through now they scored a ton of runs the last time they played oakland it le- it didn't really lead into anything then they lost judge it changes everything but uh i thought it was a great series for him and 
it would be such a huge addition. I mean, you, because we go over it, especially when they played in the Texas series and you went over the batting average and the OPS and the difference top to bottom. A, a Volpe playing the way, like you just said, Ryan gave us the stats. A Volpe who hits 350, I mean, I don't know if I'm expecting that, but a 300 Volpe, an 850 OPS Volpe playing on this team lengthens the lineup immensely it changes who they are fundamentally so that's a huge positive for the Yankees and he looks so much more comfortable and like you said we talked about this then they and they came out the owner came out in the meeting in the interview that we all hated uh and said you know we are we have not even considered moving down Volpe he's our guy like and and I think if he starts to play like this, they're going to justify it. It takes time. They knew he was learning on the process. He had virtually no at-bats in AAA. It was going to take some time, and hopefully we're seeing the fruits of that labor. And if he could stay hot like this, they're a completely different team. So uh, you love what you saw from Volpe the last couple of days, and I hope that continues. Yeah, going back to before the series started, I had some notes from my Tell Me Something Cool. Going into the series, mm-hmm. uh, Volpe was slashing 314, 415, 514 with five extra base hits in his last 12 games before this series. So it's it's clear, it's evident. Uh he's figuring it out yep. and something has worked. Now, also, we got to speak on John Carlos Stan. Um, he's a guy that's been right. accountable. You know, I leave him out of my checkbox. He, you know, he knows he knows what to say to the media. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give them anything. Um I laughed pretty hard when he hit that home run to start the scoring. And it's like he, you know, Stanton smash, and then he slams his bat down like yep. no bat flip, and out of no, frustration because he's, he's mad at himself for finally getting one. Yeah, he slams his bat down, and he's got to get going, and he knows he's got to have more competitive at bats. Uh, that first game was was just, you know, it just wasn't good enough. But yeah, in the second game, he had two hits, mm-hmm. three RBI, and then he followed up um, in the second game with a yeah. hit and two RBI. Yeah, and I. I, the home run's obviously huge because that's what he's there for. Uh, but that was a, a low fastball early in the count that he crushed. Uh, I thought the most impressive at bat for him was that double yesterday because he's down in the count. And he's had, especially down the count, he has a tendency to look breaking balls because you can get him swinging at sliders, and most pitchers do that. And maybe it was a mistake to throw him a fastball. That's fair. But he looks for breaking balls and gets beat on fastballs a lot down the count. And it was a high fastball out and away, and he laced it over the right fielder's head. I thought that was a good sign. He was on a fastball, down two strikes, which has been an issue for him. Uh, really with two strikes at all. He'll swing at the breaking stuff. He'll get beat on a fastball. So for with two strikes to hit a high fastball the way he did and put a kind of swing on it that he did, I thought that was, to me, the the real the real first at bat where I said, okay, that looks like a Stanton right. As a, the home runs happen, even, you know, he's hit his first game back to, with L.A. He, uh, against the Dodgers, he hit a home run. Home runs kind of come for him. He's that strong. Uh, it's a good sign. The hard single's a good sign. But for me, down two strikes, down, it was like the count was one and two. To take a high fastball and lace it to right field over the route field, said, that was the first at bat where I said, okay, let's really see if Stan's found himself here. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he can come through playing the outfield back-to-back days, which was the first time we've seen that, you know, in a while. Uh, so that's good. I think it's important for him to be out there. And now the idea that left-handers were on the mound and they didn't want to play Bowers or McKinney helps that. But still, he's capable of playing back-to-back days in the outfield. That's key. And he's immensely important to this team. Like, I, I, you know, we mentioned the callers we take. I got into an argument with a caller telling me that you can't hit Stanton cleanup. 
And I get it. You want to move him down. You can't stand in the middle of the order. You got to, you got to put even Joe Torre moved Alex Rodriguez to eighth. And I'm like, yeah, do you remember how that went? It was, it was, it was a, it was a horrendous experiment. Giancarlo Stanton is, is too important to this offense. You can't hide him hitting him seventh, eighth. Like that's just not how it works. He's a middle of the lineup guy. And if he's not good enough to be so the Yankees aren't good enough to win. Like that's just, that's especially without judge. It's who they are. Stanton has to be a middle of the lineup guy. And he has to figure it out. You, you can't hide Giancarlo Stanton anywhere. It's just, a, it won't make any sense. So he has to turn it around. He's as important a player as they have, especially with, with Judge and still feeling the toe injury to the point where people, uh, you know, Craig spent 10 minutes talking about how you can tell by the celebration that his toe is still bothering Knock it him. Off, after, Craig. I, I, know. I had to get on. I had to just like, well, he can't win because if he ran out there and looked like he wasn't hampered at all, it's like, why isn't he playing? Oh, he can't play, but he can celebrate a perfect game. But if he's gingerly walking around out there, you see, he's still really hurt. Like you can't win no matter what judge does, but without judge Stanton is so important that you can't worry about moving him, put him in the middle of the lineup, play him in right field, play Stanton every day in the middle of the lineup. And he has to turn it around. Otherwise the Yankees aren't good enough. So to see him come through, yeah, that's as big as Volpe. That's as big as Donaldson. That's, you know, they need him to be their guy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's just yeah, how it. That's who he the is. Along lines of him playing in the outfield, that allows you to DH Glaber Torres, which right. cuts half the thinking down for Glaber Torres. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, you know, it's funny too because we. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we talked about in the last podcast about benching Glaber and with you know, but with the rotation, game. they yep. did in the first game, and now he ha- and he hasn't. Pl- he didn't play second base the entire series. So like, I don't know. It gave them an opportunity, but they could have easily DH'd LeMahieu one of those days. They could have easily DH'd Donaldson one of those days. But they chose to DH Glaber both days, and he didn't play the first game. So I don't know if, the, if that is some sort of internal message. It's not enough of a obvious thing to really spark in a fan, uh, you know, an, an average fan or even me necessarily, you don't know. It's not an obvious thing. It's clearly this sending a message because of the rotation they've had, yeah. but off of that series in Texas where he makes the bad running decision again, bench game one doesn't play second base at all in the series. That's interesting to look at. We'll no, see how it continues in the rotation. Noted. Uh, yeah, they, yeah. they had him pinch hit in the first game. And I think I put out something on Twitter. Like I, I bet it'll be in the lineup tomorrow. I just wasn't sure how they would, you know, set up the lineup. But yeah. uh, what do you think about DJ now being the leadoff hitter? Uh, the next man up guys had to take a little bit of a backseat in Bowers yeah. and McKinney. I think some of that was matchups too. Yes. You know, both of them being left-handed hitters. Yes. But I just like, I don't know. DJ was fine in this series. He did have a couple hits. Yeah. He had an RBI. Uh, like he was fine. But I'm like, for your leadoff hitter, he's he's getting five at bats. Like, yeah. He's not the machine anymore. Still not He's there. not the guy that he was before. Yeah. I think you have some better options. Yeah. My my it's a, it's funny because he got a couple hits he definitely did. My my favorite at bat of his was to lead off the game. I think it was yesterday. It's the hard liner mm-hmm. in right center field that gets caught. That to me was the most like DJ at bat he had the whole series even with some hits. You know, he gets the RBI hit with the infield drawn in. That could be a looping line drive if if the infield's back. Uh he still doesn't look like himself. 
against the lefty pitcher and you're not and they've kind of put Bowers into that leadoff spot against right-handed pitching. Yeah. So against the left-handed left-handed pitcher, you could go Glaber. Um if Volpe continues to be like this, you'd love to see Volpe back up there at the top of the lineup. But Again, I, I think sometimes lineup construction can be overblown. I think the fan base gets way too involved in it, and everyone thinks they know the best lineup possible. I don't hate DJ there. I don't love DJ there. I don't see someone where I go, he. how is DJ hitting there over him? I don't see anything that jumps out at me where it's like, oh, my God, Boone, guys, what are we thinking? This is clearly a Bowers better option. Bowers was okay for a little while. but I like, think Bowers, is, big, I think Bowers, Bowers could still be the guy with the right-handed pitcher on the mound, though. I mean, I, I, you could, I could definitely who's, uh, who's going for uh, the Cardinals tonight. Um, if it's a right-handed pitcher, let me see if I uh, – the matchup for tonight Severino versus I think it was TBD. No, it's another I left. It's uh, I see um, Lebator. Uh, so I think it's still a left-handed pitcher. Okay. So, so if it's a, I think we, I think you can see. Yeah, and you know what? And it was the same lineup back-to-back days, roughly. Besides the the switch of catcher over these two games, could they really feel like this is a lineup that? And now Rizzo is probably day to day, so he'll be out. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think you're going to see. My guess is you see Lemayhu at the top of the lineup again tonight. Would be my guess, and I think and it's a platoon situation. With Rizzo out. Yeah, I think that's and probably then, it. Then and then you got Glaber and Donaldson. Second, Donaldson yeah, third. And then you can DH a McKinney or a Bowers. I well, guess. Well, you probably. I think well, they no, DH, DH Stanton. Stanton and I don't think they're going to play him three nights. So you DH Stanton, and one of those two guys are going to play. And then and and then again Bader too. That's another guy. Like we see what he means to this team. He is is you know. Judge is obviously on another level, but in this season particularly, and and the playoffs too, but in this season, just in the brief little time we've had, because guys have come back and been injured, they've been dealing with injuries the whole year, as important as Stanton is and as important as many guys are, nobody has impacted the team coming back from injury the way Bader has. They play different when he's back. Now, unfortunately, it's happened twice because he's been injured twice, and that's another talking point about who he is and what he's been for the Yankees. But the like Stanton comes back, the level of play for the Yankees doesn't rise that much. I mean, different guys come back, and the level of play hasn't changed. Bader, the level of play of the New York Yankees has changed the second he comes back from injury. So... I mean, he's so important to that outfield as opposed to kind of Falefa in center field, which we saw just in the Texas series, the difference between them. I mean, he is such an important player. So if you get all these guys playing the way they should be playing, you get, you know, Volpe playing the way he's playing, hopefully, you know, uh, Stanton and Bader in the outfield and, you know, McKinney and Bowers can continue to be who they are. And now you got, you know, Rodon possibly coming back, Severino rounding into shape, Herman not giving up 10 starts, 10 runs a start, and throwing perfect games. I mean, you beat Oakland two out of three, you've won three consecutive series. And besides the judge injury, I, I feel great. I, I really do. I'm starting to really feel much better about this team. And, uh, but yeah, the, that leadoff hitter is a, a position we can, we can talk about. But I would think against, I think right now you've seen it's a platoon. Left handed pitchers, it's DJ, right handed mm-hmm. pitchers, it's Bowers. And that's fine. And and yeah. going into this Cardinals series, I'm not expecting them to sweep, but definitely should be taking two out of three. That's it. Keep winning series. I don't. I mean, I don't want. Can't lose the series. Got to win your the head series. above water. We talked about them playing 500 baseball. They're playing better than 500 baseball right now without over this. Over yeah, right now. I mean, I don't know if I don't know if since he's been gone because they were like five games under or four games under, 
but with Look, the three the, three straight series, they're right around there. Right. They were, the I, I think week. they were. I think they were ten games over five hundred when he got hurt. I believe that's what it was. So like right now, they are uh, nine games over five hundred. So they're they're one game under five hundred with Judge. I'll live with that. Like hopefully it's not for another month and a half. Hopefully he comes back. But I mean that's. I think they've done a fairly good job. They've won three straight series, and now they get another team they should beat. Uh, I saw that. Um, Arenado left the game the other day with back lower back tightness. Yeah, you could be playing be an already struggling St. Louis team without one of their two best hitters. So, you know, these are these are series you got to win. I'm not looking for sweeps. Keep winning series. Keep playing well. Hopefully this offense continues and takes the last two games in Oakland into the St. Louis series. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not expect too much. But I'm feeling good, and I expect them to win this series, and they need to win this series. Yeah, I'm excited for Bader's homecoming going back to St. Yep. Louis. Um, as you were talking about him, I was thinking about him slamming his helmet in the dugout. Like yep. he brings a different kind of energy. He's a he New does. Yorker. Um, he definitely like ratches it up a little bit, and obviously he he backs it up with his defense and um, his hitting. And and I, I agree with you. He adds a spark to the team, and they they do raise their level uh, with him in the lineup. And I think with him going back, like similar, similar to how we just saw Donaldson going back to Oakland and he, yeah. he had a great series. I expect Bader to have a good series too. Uh, the other thing I wanted to drop in here before we close the Baltimore Orioles, right? So when the Yankees return home, they'll have four against the Baltimore Orioles. Yep. The Baltimore Orioles just dropped two against the Cincinnati Reds. Yep. And now they've got to face the first place Minnesota twins. Are the twins still in first place? Yeah, they, they are, are. Um, two games under though. Actually, well, they're tied, uh, with Cleveland. Cleveland, like regained it, and you know they're yeah, close. Well, they're t- yeah, they're uh, Cleveland is thirty nine and forty one, correct, uh, <laughs> and Minnesota's forty and forty two. So they're both two. They're both two <laughs> games under five hundred. That division, and and that's why, and that's yeah. I mean, it's funny, but I mean, this is a conversation for a later date. But that third wild card spot probably looks like the best spot because the two wild card teams are probably going to be better than the division winner in the central. Right. So I mean you you're gonna be I mean we if you want to get in obviously but those last couple of days of the season as, assuming the Yankees uh, don't catch uh, Tampa Bay they're nine and a half back I haven't given up hope on that but let's just talk in re- main we'll realities so so far to but, go we're about to hit the midway right. point of the season so but I mean if you look at that if the wild card you know uh, if spot, the season ended today the AL East is uh, it's Baltimore it's the Yankees it's Toronto correct, correct. in the wild and, card and and so the matchup would be the Yankees would have to play Baltimore and Toronto gets an under 500 Minnesota team. Like the third wild card is probably going to be the spot you want considering how bad the central is right now. It's technically so, like a tune-up series. It's like, I mean, that's how you don't bad. Get the I mean, they off, but you get a, right. a tune-up series against a lesser opponent. Right. As opposed to Baltimore or, or the Yankees or Houston, who's out of the playoffs right now, amazingly enough. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's interesting, but that Baltimore series, cause you're going to get to it right now. Uh, if they, if if let's say both teams win their series this weekend, right, and they head in where they are, the Yankees are four games back of Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Let's do some damage. You know, let's see if you can get it. I mean, you could get right back into this thing and take, you know, and get right, you know, because they're only five games back of 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 Tampa Bay. So this is an opportunity. That's going to be a huge series against uh, against Baltimore. And I think wasn't there a chance that that's you could see Rodon? I believe that's what yes. Boone said on Talking Yanks. You could he see Rodon make his first series. start of the year against in that series. I mean, so that 
that's a game right there. So this is a big series. I don't want to look past St. Louis because the Yankees right now, this offense isn't good enough to look past anyone, but that's a big four game set coming. So they do the, do your business against St. Louis and get ready for a big series against the division rival in Baltimore. Uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking forward to that. And Rodon's return. I think the and I think the Yankees are playing that great, by the way. I know, you know, you get him in that series and then you pitch him the first game after the all-star break, give got give other guys extra time, extra days. You get Rodon right back into the swing of things. So uh that would be huge for the Yankees. He's looked good in, in double A in his brief stuff, but I don't, you know, nine strikeouts. Whatever you take it for what it is, he's healthy, he's throwing hard. We'll see, but he would be a huge boost because they're going to have to pitch. Let's be honest. I know they scored runs against Oakland, and we know who Oakland is. I still don't think this offense has fixed itself. No. The, if the Yankees are going to win games without Judge, for the most part, they're going to have to continue to be the best bullpen in baseball. They're going to have to continue to get good starts. Clark Schmidt is going to have to continue to be the guy we've seen. Herman's got to be this week, uh, this perfect game. <laughs> or you know, you know, a good pitcher as opposed to the guy we saw yeah, the last two starts. Control, like, like yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, so that's what we have I'm to see. I'm right there with you. You know, like I'm, I'm but I'm feeling much, good, Keith. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, feeling great about it. You pretty I'm feeling much good said about what I was going to say game. about the Orioles series and uh, Rodon coming back, and like you know, it's fun to be where we are right now without Judge. Because when Judge went down, it was a lot of doom and gloom. And the last thing I'll say, I said this on WFAN, we have to stop talking about the Yankees like they're the Mets. I made the mistake last year of talking about the Giants like they're the Jets when the Giants had a quarterback and they had weapons and they had a defense and the Jets didn't have a quarterback, but they lost some games and everybody was just saying, oh, both these teams are going to miss the playoffs. No, look at each one, look at their personnel, look at their schedule and assess them that way. And the Yankees are not the Mets. The Yankees without Aaron Judge are just fine with the bullpen they have with help on the way in the rotation and the rotation they have and these guys in the lineup getting right and scoring more than three runs against a JV team, if you want to call them that, in the Oakland Athletics. Let's see if they can put it together again this weekend in St. Louis. We owe them one from going there last year and getting swept. And then they come home, and they've got four against the Orioles and then a weekend series against the Cubs. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'll be back at the stadium for that series. We'll be back with another episode sometime next week. Obviously, we have the 4th of July holiday. We'll have to figure out uh, when to come together and talk about the uh, St. Louis Cardinals series. But tell a friend to tell a friend. We're talking about the Bronx baseball team, the New York Yankees, Keith McPherson and Chris McMonigle from WFAN. That's all we've got. Enjoy the holiday weekend, and we'll be back soon. See ya.